Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of that guy that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by the dulcet-toned Robert Picardo. Will we reach the stars eventually? Assuming we do not destroy ourselves with this present infantile level, of course we will. And we would like to welcome back our guest hosts for the week, Oscar and BAFTA-nominated screenwriter and fellow podcaster, Josh Olson. So, Josh, uh, Robert Picardo just read this quote expertly, I think. What do you think? What was your takeaway from from this quote by Gene? I I, I mean, it's a subject that I'm so painfully torn on i don't even know how to mm. answer because obviously there's that part of me that that you know yeah like let's get there let's do that and let's let's uh, let's move beyond the boundaries of the world we live in now but then i look at someone like elon musk who's you know spending money that could be spent on actually helping people who are in dire need right now and mm. you know mm-hmm. so that he can build some I don't know what a casino on Vegas and talking about how many people are going to die in the first few trips out there, but Hey, it's worth it. And <laughs> it it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Cause as Josh, as, have yes. you heard that Jill Scott hair? I think it's Jill Scott Heron poem where, where he says, waiting on the moon. Uh, yes. Yes. The lyric <laughs> here for the people who don't know, the lyrics are literally, um, my sister just got bit by a rat. Yeah. But Whitey on the moon. On and the moon. I would never have thought about it if Josh hadn't brought that up about, mm. wow, it would be great if we'd settle our stuff here because right. we have so much stuff here that money needs to be put into, like Elon Musk could probably help out. But at the same time, I've always felt like I was born in, in the wrong time. I should have been born way in the past, like in the medieval time with a healthy immune system or way in the future <laughs> where we were already traveling because will we reach the stars eventually? And the way he read it, he could read the phone book, yeah. Robert Picardo. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. But of course we will. That's my take on it. What say you, Trent? Well, what I love about uh, this quote and many of Gene's quotes is the always positive optimism. Of course we will. Of course we will. He has already plotted out, obviously, in his writing, what the future could look like if we do grow past our infantile nature. So for him, it's a foregone conclusion. But I also love that this is, you know, we've had earlier conversations where we touched on mankind's immaturity and juvenile nature. And it's, we have to grow up. We are still, you know, in a very immature place, I think, as, as a people, as humans. And it's only when we are able to, you know, grow beyond our selfishness. And, you know, it's selfish to want to, uh, have all the resources. It's selfish to want to only see, you know, people who look like you to exclude the others. We have to grow past that. We have to mature in order to, 
you know, boldly go take that next step and actually experience what real growth could be. Yeah. And I think it's also important too, that, that Roddenberry's vision, the show's vision was, was, um, you know, uh, we, we've solved the problems on earth and now we're out mm-hmm. in space. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he got that. And I think that's sort of just built into his vision. I don't see, I don't see Gene Roddenberry or anybody really involved in the creation of that show going, let's get off this planet. Well, before we solve these problems. Right. And that's kind of one of the great things about that show is that it is, it's not just that we've developed technologically. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. is this beautiful, you know, I like to say it's a socialist utopia to some extent where mm-hmm. sort of everybody's, you know, free to be who they can be without, you know, and it's a communal vision. And I, th- one of the things with a show that's, I mean, how many Star Trek TV shows have there been now? I've lost track and so many movies and so many iterations. So mm-hmm. then like, you know, you establish in, I don't know what, like Star Trek four, and they don't use money, but of course, you know, then you're watching next generation. They're talking about money. Who knows? But, but that overall vision is there, you know? Yeah. It's like other, the other aliens have money. They have a monetary system. Humans have, you know, we grew beyond that. We don't, we don't really deal with money at that time. Yeah. Well, and it also it is a TV show where they are not bringing their human issues to, you know, the next planet galaxy over there. And if they are, that's the that's the conundrum of the episode. But I would say if <laughs> I would say if we brought our stuff now to anyone, I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, get to the back of the line. You can't get behind the velvet ropes yet. Yeah. Uh, because the other thing about this quote is it says, you know, assuming. And I want to ask Josh mm-hmm. about this because we're taught, you know, never assume, right? You make an ass of you and me. And it literally says, assuming we do not destroy ourselves. And that's a big yes. pregnant assume in there. Yeah, assume's mm-hmm. doing a lot of work there. And, and <laughs> yeah. it's true. He's, he's, yeah, that's why I like about, in fact, about the quote and about his vision is that there is an acknowledgement that things have to be better. And I understand Gene was long gone by the time this happened, but we, in fact, did a episode of my podcast, The West Wing Thing, where we dissect the sort of awful kind of centrist politics of the West Wing. We took a break and because we're always talking about how much better a show Star Trek was. And we took on the two-part DS9 episode, Past Tense, where, uh, if you recall, they travel back to, is it the 90s? And, you know, and and it just, they go to San Francisco and it's amazing how they're predicting the world of today, Mm -hmm. 15 years earlier. But but it's all about Mm -hmm. addressing you know, the terrible systemic issues we have today mm-hmm. before we were able to branch out into the stars. Oh my God, but don't you wish they'd gone to a Nirvana concert while they were there? <laughs> <laughs> that just would have been beautiful. That would have been uh, Again, I, I think when people say, I don't know if there's anyone out there if we should travel the stars. I'm like, that's insane. We should, we should go everywhere. What do you yeah. think, Trent? You know, when you were talking earlier about we don't, or in Star Trek, we don't, put our problems on other people. But when you think about the fact that many of the villains, and there are plenty of villains uh, in the Star Trek universe, many of them are other, are aliens, but the most heinous ones to me are the humans. So they are the admirals in Starfleet who are, you know, uh, doing shady dealings or are regressing or expressing the immaturity of selfishness that the rest of humanity has grown past. And that's what I always loved about uh, these kinds of stories. Because when you think about the fact that you see the villain in yourself or you see the villain in things that you do, I think it kind of says something about, wow, you know, am I really, is that really what I want to portray? Is that really what I want to be? I think these kind 
kind of shows are actually really great for encouraging people to look at their own shadow side. Now, maybe they wouldn't call it that, right? But mm -hmm. I think we all have my great side where I'm fabulous. And then we've got mm -hmm. my other side that I'm not so happy with. And I hide her away and she crawls out. And I, But I'm conscious and I'm working on that, all of the things. And I think for me, it's become about understanding that we all have them, right? There's no shame. Yeah. <laughs> There's shame in the behavior sometimes, but what I'm saying is to walk around and go, I can't believe I'm not perfect. That right. is a, a trap, I think, right? We all have to work uh, through our stuff, and that's actually the analogies I got when I was a kid, a little kid watching Star Trek, was conflict yeah. resolution. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's easy to see yourself in the hero. It's easy to want to see yourself in the Captain Picards and the Captain Jane ways. But it's when, you know, when there's a, a character like, I don't know, Quark or, or someone doing something that's not quite so on the up and up. And you're like, oh, oh, wait, I do that, too. You know, like it's it's very easy to 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 want to be like the hero. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we can see a lot of ourselves in the villains or the bad guys. And, you know, we can learn something Do you guys from think that. we're going to get past our infantile child level we're at? Because we would have said a couple of years ago, no, mm -hmm. we're more advanced now. And I had a lot of people say to me, no, there's no more racism. And no, we're cool. And obviously we're not. So we're still infantile in my mind. Mm -hmm. what do you guys, For sure. What do you For guys sure. think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I say yes, too. I say yes, too. In our lifetime, I would like to believe so, well, I, but it, uh, I, there's change you know, coming, though. I never thought we'd have there, legal, legal weed in my lifetime. Yeah. So there's hope, right? Oh, there's absolutely hope. And that's absolutely what we learn from watching Star Trek, from these quotes. Like, there is hope. There is the eternal optimism in, in many of the things that Gene writes about. Will we reach the stars eventually? Of course we will. Like, it's a foregone conclusion. Yes. I love the way Robert Picardo read that. Like I said, I just, I want him to, I want a, an alarm clock of him going, wake up. Everything's great, Rachel. It's going to be right. a great day. <laughs> like, that's what I need in my life. But uh, we want to thank our guest, Josh Olson, the, uh, you know, a celebrated screenwriter and tell the people the couple podcasts you have going right now. Uh, yeah, I do an audio drama uh, with Lawrence Fishburne and Lorenz Tate, an incredible cast called Bronzeville. Um, it's uh, fully scripted. Tika Sumter is on that, you Tika said, and Sumter, I love her. She's yes. amazing. Tika is amazing. amazing. She, yeah. was, she did the first season before she blew up and you knew this. Amazing human. Literally no surprise when she blew up. You spent five minutes watching her work and you're like, I'm, you know. But also nice human. Oh, she's wonderful. And in fact, as we're recording this, my my wife is, uh, it's about a 45 minute drive. She's using Tika's dentist because she became obsessed with uh. Uh, Tika's perfect <laughs> teeth and wanted them for herself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I do that. I also do uh, a host a show with Joe Dante called The Movies That Made Me, which is uh, we have incredible guests, filmmakers, comedians, musicians, what have you. They come on. They don't talk about their work. They talk about their favorite films. And then I do a podcast called The West Wing, which I mentioned earlier, where we dissect the politics of The West Wing. And, Blame them. Blame them for everything. <laughs> and we are very lucky to have you guest hosting with us all week. Uh, so thrilled. thank you, Josh. Thank you. And we're looking forward to talking to you again tomorrow. And we hope all of you out there will uh, join us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. If you want to catch the video of these celebrated people reading the quotes, you can always go to the Roddenberry Twitter, uh, Instagram, or, you know, all their social media pages. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote, so tweet us, 
post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 